Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? <laughs> oh, wow, it's Monday. It's the beginning of a brand new week. We have an empty week ahead of us. So we have an empty canvas. So all you need to do is start painting on the canvas, start planning what we're going to do this week and make it a good one. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we all ought to do something really, really exciting um, and make this week count. So think of some things that you can do. <gasps> well, we had some lovely rain yesterday. I sat out in the garden with the rain pouring down on me. It was quite heavy, but um, I loved it. It was so refreshing. Um, however, uh, even though it lasted for quite a long time, at least three or four hours, uh, it hasn't made it any different today. Today has dawned sunny and hot <laughs> so i'm going to work and i'm going to be miserable again um well i'm not going to be miserable i'm just going to be grumpy because i'm hot so um people are going to just probably steer clear of me um right <laughs> how are you anyway are we all good uh is it cold where you are oh i'm so jealous is it snowing where you are? Please tell me at some point there's going to be snow where you are. So, so jealous. Because A, it doesn't snow here very often at all. And B, um, it would be just so nice to have snow right now. Oh, right. Right. Before I go any further, I must apologise for my voice because it's very croaky today. I have hay fever and um, I keep sneezing. So I've got the sneezes today as well. Uh, very tickly nose. Um, and I feel as though I've got a cold. But I haven't got a cold, I know. But it's making my voice really croaky. Um, and while I'm talking, it gets a little bit worse and worse until it gets better again. So... Please excuse my voice. Okie dokie. Right. Um, I did put up a poll yesterday for you to vote as to whether you wanted me to reread certain stories. Like, um, well, when I meant what I meant by certain stories was the magic faraway tree and the adventures of the wishing chair, because those are the ones that I've been asked constantly by people if I can read again and I've always said that they are in the library for anyone who wants to go back and listen to them but um, I am more than happy to reread them if you want me to um, but there are also a lot of um, a lot of you have asked for uh, Naughty Amelia Jane um, and yeah so don't forget, these ones are read in the morning, not in the afternoon. So uh, the ones in the afternoon are still going to be uh, the ones like 
famous five and things like that um which is the next one that's coming up after harry potter i think it's number four um in the in the um famous five five go to smuggler's top i believe uh so that one is definitely coming up after harry potter um i'm loving harry potter by the way Oh, dear. So out of all of the people that have voted so far, only two people have said they don't want me to read um, the stories again. So um, if you don't want me to, then you'd need to get your vote on because um, obviously the, the more people that vote yes will mean that I will do it but it won't make much of a difference it'll just be that every now and then we'll have a story that you can hear if you go back into the library but um who knows I don't know right uh <clears throat> Olivia it is your birthday it is indeed uh so happy 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 sixth birthday to olivia um i really 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 hope that you get everything that you wished for and that you asked for i really 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 hope that you get loads of cake of course but just have a great day just ignore everybody else and have a lovely, lovely day. <laughs> uh, right. <clears throat> oh, my goodness me. Okay, so the um, riddle from yesterday didn't get an answer to it. So um, I'm going with the fact that nobody knew it. don't know. I'm very surprised that nobody knew it, though, because you're all so clever. Uh, right, so there were five sisters. One was reading a book, one was cooking, um, one was playing chess and one was doing the laundry. What was the fifth sister doing? Um, and if you think about it, actually, it's quite um, easy. But you have to think about it for it to be easy. <laughs> so what was the fifth sister doing she was playing chess because we're assuming that the sister that was playing chess wasn't playing um against a computer uh so the other sister must have been playing something or playing someone so you know oh my goodness so simple so so simple Right, there we go. Um, I have a fun fact. And if you're listening from Japan, I would love to know, whether, A, whether this is true, but B, whether um, <clears throat> the people that work in Japanese shops have to be trained how to throw, okay? Because Japanese shops have small balls filled with orange dye that they keep in their tills. <clears throat> and this is because 
if there's a theft, if somebody comes in and steals something, they throw this one of these little orange or little balls um, filled with the dye at the person who's stealing. And this covers them in orange dye, making it easier for the police to arrest them because they can't say, no, I didn't do it because they've obviously been covered in dye. However, I can think of a flaw in this. <laughs> I love the idea, absolutely love the idea of somebody <laughs> behind the counter suddenly realising that there's somebody across the store, um, you know, robbing something, picking something up and putting it in their bag without paying. Love the idea of them suddenly opening the till and slinging this ball across the store at them um, and it exploding in orange dye. That has sort of really caught my imagination. I love the idea. However, I could not work in a Japanese store because I can't throw for toffee. Um, I would either miss completely and probably end up hitting something that we were selling in the store or I would hit somebody completely different who would then have to explain to the police, no, it wasn't me. I know I'm covered in orange dye, but it still wasn't me. So I am not very good at throwing. So do the people who work in Japanese shops have to be trained in order to be able to throw these things? Is that part of the job training? Hmm. I need to know these things, you know. No good telling me half a story. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, well, now. So anybody in Japan or anybody who's just very clever and knows the answer, um, could you please tell me what the answer is? Okay. Right. Um, I have had <clears throat> Ollie ask me a impossible question. Now, I love the ending to this impossible question because it makes it's it makes us all sound so awesome. So Ollie asked, "How do we know what stars are made of?" Well, it's a very very good question. Um, and we all know the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I'm not just going to sing it at this time of the morning. How I wonder what you are. My voice vocal cords are not woken up. Um, so when that song was written, that famous song, when it was written in 1806, long, long time ago, most people had no idea what the twinkling pinpricks of light in the night sky were out or what they were made of even. Okay. After 200 years of wondering, at last we do have some answers. Not all of them because no one has visited a star to check, but we don't actually have to. 
light from stars travels to us. So scientists began by looking more closely at light from our nearest star, which is the sun, of course. Sunlight appears to be colourless or white. But it's actually a mixture of many different colours of light. So you can see them by <clears throat> holding up a glass of water in a ray of sunlight in front of a black or white wall. As sunlight travels through the water, the colours are split up. How awesome is that? So each one hits the wall in a slightly different place, creating a rainbow effect. The sun and other stars glow because they are hot, of course. Hot things on Earth glow too, from fires to light bulbs. Amazingly, every chemical on Earth, including all the different elements, releases and soaks up a very specific mixture of coloured light. Discovering this gave scientists a way to find out what the sun is made of. All they had to do was split sunlight into a rainbow of colours. The colours that they saw and those that were missing told them which types of glowing atoms were at the sun's surface. It's a bit like a barcode for the sun, for a star, sorry. So, you know, the barcodes that are on food or things in shops, a bit like a barcode for a star. They showed that the sun <clears throat> contains hydrogen, sodium and calcium, at least on its surface, which is the part that gives out the light. Wow. So how amazing is that? But it took longer to find out what else was inside the sun and other stars. But to test this, scientists first had to be able to detect other types of particles and rays. <clears throat> Today, we know that all stars contain lots of hydrogen, which is their fuel. You know, like fire has a fuel to burn. And quite a lot of helium, which is made from the hydrogen deep inside the star. Analysing light and other types of radiation from stars has helped us work out that stars are the factories of the universe. The places where most elements we find on Earth are made. This includes the elements that build your body, meaning you and me are made of stardust. Oh my gosh, I love the idea of being made of stardust, don't you? How awesome does that make us sound? Just made up of stardust. Don't know what stardust looks like, but I'm sure, absolutely pretty sure, it's awesome. Because we're all awesome and we're all made of it. 
I just keep thinking of like fairy dust and pixie dust. <laughs> Maybe I can fly. Um, but I think that's brilliant. And I love the idea that I am made of stardust. How brilliant is that? So um, that is what you are made. So you can go to school today and tell your teacher that she or he is also made of stardust. Wow. Um, right. Okie cokie cokie. Oh, excuse me while I yawn. Um, so today is Monday. Um, I am going to work. My children are going to school. Um, what about you? Uh, are you going to school? I hope so. <laughs> um, so it's not only Monday, but it's the 19th of June. Um, obviously, it's Olivia's birthday as well. Um, and what other day is it? It is real food day. So what's real food day? It means that you have, you eat real food today and not processed food. So not like a frozen meal or, um, I don't know, uh, something just, I don't know, processed meat or processed cheese or beef burgers or something like that. Now, <clears throat> in a shop called Harrods in London, um, there's a restaurant and <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, who is a famous TV chef, um, has a burger made sells a burger there um so you can order a burger guess how much this burger sells for so you go into harrods very expensive store anyway but you go and buy one burger don't know whether you get fries with it but um how much do you think you would pay for a burger. £85! It's still a burger and it's still fast food and it's still bad for you. Whatever it's made of. Burger. Meat. Oh my God. So no, I wouldn't pay £85. Um, I think £85 is a bit expensive for a burger. <laughs> um... But if you're having real food day, um, you need to be eating real food, not beef burgers or sausages. Just nice, real food. Possibly food that you've got out of your garden or out of an allotment. <laughs> I love real food, not processed rubbish. So anyway, who knows who Garfield the cat is? Big orange cat um, who loves lasagna, loves eating, but his favourite food is lasagna. Um, I used to love Garfield the cat when I was little, um, but today is National Garfield the Cat Day. Didn't know that. 
This next one is brilliant. Um, not sure that my my boss will approve or would approve if I did it. Um, but apparently it's National Take Your Cat to Work Day. Hmm. Thinking about this now. <laughs> I would love to take my cat to work and I actually think that he would be really, really good because he's just such a, um, he's not a, a naughty cat, he's quite good so he's too old to be naughty now anyway, um, but he just sleeps and, um, you know, every now and then he'll wake up and eat something so I don't think he'd actually have... Um, too much of a problem being at work but um i don't think my boss would really appreciate it my cousin cuts hair and she has her own little salon um and it's only it's a salon in uh, an old people's home so it's just like one little room um and people sort of just one person at a time comes <clears throat> so it's not very big but she takes her dog to work and he just lays in the corner every now and then she'll take him out and um sort of take him for a little walk but she takes him to work with her every day he's only a little dog but um i went in there um she lives up in blackpool and i went in there to uh, have my hair cut while i was there last time and <laughs> This dog sat in the corner um, or laid in the corner, just wagging his tail at me. He didn't move. Just so sweet. And I, th I thought I would love to be able to do that. Just take my dog or my cat to work every day. And now, today I have a chance. Hmm. Shall I do it? Shall I do it? Um, it's also an international box day. So... Find something to do with all your boxes. Give them to a cat to play with. For some unknown reason, cats love boxes. Mind you, so do most children. Um, and most importantly, uh, I found out that it was Juneteenth. Okay. So, um, what is Juneteenth? It sounds like something that I've made up. It sounds like a, a word that I've made up. But actually, it is a day where, um, particularly in the US, um, so in America, they celebrate the day that all the, the last of the slaves were set free. So it's quite an important day. Um, and I'm ashamed to say that I didn't know it existed until... I found out yesterday. Um, so I'm making sure that you all know that there is a Juneteenth and it's in our history and um, it's very important because, as I say, it was the day that um, our, all, all of the slaves, every single last one, was given their freedom. So definitely, definitely a big day in history. Um, and I don't know why I've never heard of it before. 
should be taught in schools, you'd think, wouldn't you? Maybe I was away that day or maybe I didn't listen. Um, that was probably more like it. Maybe I didn't listen. Uh, so, yeah, um, Juneteenth. Have a Google and see what you can find out about it. Um, so there you go. That's the days today. Um, the only one that I possibly sounds like I made up, apart from Juneteenth, um, is National Take Your Cat Day to or take your work bleh, take your cat to work day. But I didn't make it up. It is actually there. Honest, honest, honest. Right, I am going to read a Mister Man book. Woo woo! I know so many of you like the Mister Men out there. So many of you. Um, I love the Mister Men as well. Uh, so I'm going to read one of my favourites. Um, my absolute all-time favourite is Mister Tickle. Love Mister Tickle. But I'm going to read Mr. Daydream, who is also one of my favourites, because I am a daydream. <laughs> I really do daydream. So um, this is me. Right. So this is a story about Mr. Daydream. You know what he looks like, don't you? A big blue cloud. It's also a story about a little boy called Jack. Um, now, you don't know what Jack looks like. So he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And he wears a red jumper and blue trousers. And he's about... I don't know, six. Now, Jack was a very good little boy. He always ate up all his lunch. He always went to bed when he was told. He always said, please and thank you. Oh, but Jack was a daydream. Whenever he was supposed to be thinking about something, he found himself thinking about something else. Daydreaming. One day, Jack was at school. He was sitting at his desk, listening to the teacher, talking about history. Maybe this is what happened to me on the day <laughs> in my history lesson. That's why I don't know about Juneteenth. Who knows? Um, it was a very warm day and Jack was glad he was sitting at the back of the classroom next to the open window. Suddenly, out of the corner of his eye, Jack saw something outside the window on the grass in front of the school. Something blue! It was a small, cloud-shaped figure. Jack couldn't believe his eyes. The figure looked at Jack, looking at him, smiled and waved. Jack looked at his teacher, who was still talking. Then 
he got up quietly, ever so quietly, and slipped out of the open window. <gasps> he crossed the grass to the strange-looking cloud-shaped figure. Hello, he said. Who are you? I'm Mr Daydream, said the figure. What's your name? Jack, said Jack. I'm going off on an adventure, said Mr Daydream to Jack. Would you like to come with me? Oh, yes, please, replied Jack. Very well, then, and said Mr Daydream, and putting his two fingers in his mouth, he let out the loudest whistle Jack had ever heard in his whole life. A huge bird swooped down out of the sky and landed beside Jack and Mr Daydream. A huge, enormous yellow bird. Come on, said Mr Daydream to Jack and climbed onto the bird's back. Jack climbed on too. It was a really enormous bird and there was plenty of room for both of them. Hold on, said Mr Daydream. Jack held on tight. The huge bird flapped its huge wings and suddenly they were high up in the air. They flew faster and faster over the countryside. They flew over fields and farms and towns and hills and trees and valleys until they were far, far away from Jack's school. It was very exciting. Mr Daydream turned to Jack. How would you like to go to Africa? He shouted. They were travelling so fast now. Jack just nodded his head and held on even tighter. And they flew and they flew across the sea. Suddenly it seemed in no time at all. There below them was Africa. The bird landed in a jungle clearing and Jack and Mr Daydream climbed off the bird's back. It was very hot. Come on, said Mr Daydream to Jack, let's go and explore. So off they set, pushing their way through the jungle. Suddenly, in the middle of a clearing, they saw an elephant. Hello, Mr Daydream, trumpeted the elephant down its trunk. Would you like a lift? <gasps> yes, please, replied Mr Daydream. And the elephant reached out his trunk, picked him up and then put him on his back. Then he reached out his trunk again, picked up Jack and put him on his back too. It was very high. The elephant carried them through the jungle until they came to a river. Then he set them down on the ground, said, 
Goodbye, and went off back into the jungle. How are we going to cross the river? Jack asked Mr Daydream. Perhaps I can be of assistance, wheezed a particularly oily voice coming from the river. They looked and there was a crocodile. Use my back as a bridge, suggested the crocodile. It was very helpful. They were halfway across the river on the crocodile's back when the crocodile grinned a rather nasty grin. All teeth and no smile. Then, flicking his enormous tail and shooting Jack and Mr Daydream up, up into the air, the crocodile opened his horribly large mouth and waited. It was very frightening. Oh dear, gasped Jack as he looked down at that enormous mouthful of teeth. Oh dear, oh help! Mr. Drake Daydream, upside down beside him, put two fingers in his mouth and let out that very, very loud whistle of his. Suddenly, just as the crocodile's mouth was about to go snap, the big boot bird swooped down out of the sky. <gasps> Mr. Daydream and Jack landed right on the bird's back. Phew, said Jack. Bother, said the crocodile. Well, I promised you an adventure, didn't I? grinned Mr. Daydream. You certainly did, said Jack. And now, said Mr. Daydream, I think... We'll go to Australia. And they did. And Jack learned how to throw a boomerang so that it always came back to him. And now, said Mr Daydream, I think we will go to the North Pole. And they did. And Mr Daydream fell right up to his middle in a snowdrift. And now, said Mr Daydream, I think we will go to the Wild West. And they did. And Mr Daydream found a huge ten-gallon cowboy hat. The trouble was, when he put it on, he couldn't see out. All we could see about of him, sorry, is his feet. Jack, he called from underneath the hat. Jack! Jack! Suddenly Jack realised that it wasn't Mr Daydream saying his name. It was his teacher.
and Jack wasn't in the Wild West. He was sitting at his school desk. Jack, said his teacher again, you've been daydreaming. Oh, it was true, he had. But do you know something? Oh, daydreaming is much more fun than history. <laughs> oh, dear me. Do you daydream in school? I used to. I daydream all the time. I still daydream now. I'm terrible. Um, which, again, is probably how I missed um, if they were telling me about Juneteenth in history. Um, however, I do like history, so I used to listen in history. So hmm, it was usually maths I, I daydreamed in. <laughs> so um, there you have it, a nice Mr. Man story. And don't forget to vote on my poll so that I know who wants what. And then tomorrow, oh, tomorrow is my gran's birthday. So I'm going to have to sing happy birthday to my gran. <gasps> don't know whether she listens, but I'm going to say to her, she has to listen tomorrow because it's her birthday and we're all going to say happy birthday to her. Uh, so if you want to say happy birthday to my gran, who is going to be, oh, 78, I believe. So if you're going to want to say happy birthday to her send me a message and I will let her know um she's a lovely lady anyway um I'm gonna go gonna go and get sorted for work and you all have an amazing day and make sure most of all that you take care and stay safe and I'll see you all again tomorrow so Bye for now.